Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Montel Jackson, UFC Bantamweight. He'll be competing at UFC 230 on November 3rd at MSG. What's going on, Montel? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. No doubt. Uh, I want to start off by talking about the story of you going to Thailand and how it kind of changed the way you thought about life. Yeah, I went to... I went to Thailand like two years ago, two summers ago. It was right at the end of my um, amateur career. And um, I want to experience Thailand and get a real feel for like Muay Thai and just you know, live amongst the people as one of them. So I traveled to uh, Thailand at the end of July and I stayed five weeks and I left like around like September 17th and I came back and it changed my life. The, it changed my life and it changed the way I thought about life and it changed the whole, uh, the core values I had about life and family and what's really important. Uh, I went over there. I, I just saw like, I saw all this tourist stuff and I'm like, I, I like, I don't like that. Like that isn't real Thailand. Like those aren't real Thai people. Like I want to go to like the nitty gritty, like the poor, the slum areas. So that's where I essentially come from. And, um, when I got there, like, I, like, it was kind of hard because, like, everyone smiled. Everyone was nice. And, you know, where I come from, the people that smile and are nice, like, oh, you know, how you doing, you know? Those people that stab you in the back. So I thought it was something wrong. You know, like, no one's this happy living this, like, horrible, you know, in the condition they live in. No one's this happy. And uh, as I start to uh, venture out on my own, I start to uh, go to the slums, you know. Like, I understood and I watched the kids and I watched how they interacted. It, it changed me just seeing, like, the little kids, the little poor kids that that play around and they play in the street, they play soccer in the street and everything. And uh, I would play with them and I uh, got to know some of them. And I would ask them and stuff like, like you know, like what do you guys do? Like what do you guys want to do? Like I asked them about their about themselves and asked them a little bit about the like, talk culture and stuff. And they started explaining to me and everything. And um, one one thing uh, one of the kids said was like, oh, you know, if you're a dark tie, they know you're poor. Because rich ties, they they not in the sun, they don't do manual labor. And I just thought in my head, like, fuck. Like this this is real, you know. And then um like uh the kids that have so much confidence. Like here I am. I I essentially think I got everything. Like, I got some money, I got like I'm wearing like Nikes and I'm wearing Jordans and shit, the retros, and I'm thinking I got something. And essentially I really had nothing. And I found out like materialism is just a sign of insecurity because when I take away like the money or I take away like the, the materialistic stuff I have, who am I? What am I? Am I going to have the same attitude? Am I going to have that same confidence? Like, like all that stuff didn't really mean nothing to these kids because these kids ragtag, poor, they don't care. They got a smile on their face. They're happy. You can't tell them anything about themselves. 
because they love themselves and that's true happiness. That's true confidence. They're welcome to talk to anybody. They they didn't have in their head like, well, I gotta have this, or I gotta be all I gotta be all presentable. I gotta be in some type of designer clothes. I gotta look like this. I gotta look like that. But they didn't care. Like they they will walk up and they will talk to anybody with that same confidence and that same energy. And here I am thinking I got everything, you know. I don't got nothing compared to what they got. And then and then like family, man. They they really embrace their family, man. They love their family, man. Everything they do is essentially for them for their family and for that next generation that's to come after them. So they they always work hard, man. And one of the things that uh one of the crews always tell me, he always tells something a little like like this one little kid that would these couple of little kids that would like play around the gym and train at the gym and stuff, they would they would always tell them like, you know, I wanna be world champion. I wanna be this, I wanna be that. And the cool the crew will always say, he always say, up to you. Up to you. Whatever you want to be is up to you. You can control your own destiny. You can you can control your own success. And that's one of the things that really stuck to me, man. It's when he, he always tell them, it's up to you. It's up to you. You got to work hard if you want something. And then I, like I, I asked the kids, like, man, like, they always wear sandals and flip-flops and stuff. And some of the sandals were, like, too small and stuff, man. Here I am over there. I got like six pair of shoes. I brought a whole bunch of clothes and stuff. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't, I, I don't need this stuff, man. I don't want this stuff anymore. Like this stuff, it don't mean nothing, you know. Like I'm, I'm happy with myself, you know. I'm happy with what I got. And so I just, I, I gave away all, all, all six pair of shoes. I only kept a pair of shoes just to train, and that was it. I gave them all away, and it, it made me feel good inside because, I, like. Some of the kids, like 12 years old, 13 years old, like, like they never had like a nice pair of shoes. They never had like like no Nikes and no retro Jordans and stuff like that. So I was just happy just to get that stuff away, man, and put a smile on some kid's face because they they gave me more than I could give them at that point. So I was happy about that. And then um and then like the mindset, like the mindset of the type of, like they work hard. They work hard every day. Some even like on Sunday it's supposed to be their rest day, but some of them they still working hard, man. And they work hard every day. And they don't complain. They don't whine. They don't wince. Anything. They just work. And I I really just I embraced it, man. I loved it, man. I came back with, you know, that same mindset and that same energy, man. Like I like I don't buy like a lot of shoes and a lot of clothes and I don't put value in that stuff, man. I truly don't. And then, like, when I first got there, like, like I went to the night market. Like, I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm about this, I'm about that, I'm about this, I'm about that, buy everything. And then uh, my friend Charlie was like, Montel, you don't need this stuff, man. Why are you buying this stuff, man? Do you really want this stuff, or are you just buying this stuff because you can buy it, man? Don't waste your money, man. Like, put the stuff back, man. It's all right to look at stuff, man. You know, you know you can have it. You know you can afford to have it. You, you don't need to have this stuff, man. And they tell me, and he just told me, like, man, buy stuff you need, man. If you don't need it, man, don't buy it, man. And it, it just it just changed me, man. I was truly indebted to those people, man. Hopefully when I go back, man, this summer or maybe this winter if I get a a break in between fights, you know, I'll go back there. I would like to go back there and see some of those kids, man, because those kids were great, man. You turned pro 
in June 2016. You debuted in the UFC 13 months later. It's incredible, man, what you have done. What do you credit for your quick rise? Man, hard work, surrounding myself with people that's going to tell me the truth and not what I want to hear. Um, so surrounding myself with people that, you know, that's been there, that had that experience, you know, like Zach, like he was already signed to UFC. Ray Glenn was already signed to the UFC. Um, another fire, Leo, Leo, she was on a cusp of making to the UFC. So I just had to surround myself with people that I had that experience already to learn from them, to emulate them, to do what they do, to be successful and not just fall by the wayside because uh, to make it to the USC, it's, it's not just hard work and, you know, being noticed or winning like good fights and the stuff. It's, it's about who you know and not about what you know. So if you don't have a team in your corner to prepare you for that and someone like a good agent or a good person that got the connections to get you there, You'll never get there. You just be, you just be like some guy in the neighborhood. Like in my neighborhood, it's it's hundreds of guys that's good at basketball, can play NBA level basketball, but they never get there because they they never got the chance. They never had that connection to get there. So that's one of the things that really helped me get to the UFC. Finally, you get to the UFC, UFC 227. You came out, you know, on the wrong end of a decision in that fight. What were some of the lessons you learned? You got to be prepared at all times for whatever opportunities that's going to present itself. Like you can say, oh, I want this opportunity. I want this chance. I want this. I want that. But if you're not prepared for that opportunity or that chance, you know, it's less likely that it's going to come again or you will be able to to seize the moment and take advantage of it. So you must, like, that's why I'm always ready, man. I'm training 24-7. I take maybe a break, um, a half a break, maybe Sunday. I just roll, and that's it. And I just chill. But I said I'm I'm working hard, man. Because you never know we're gonna get that call. Definitely. You know, it's a pivotal point in someone's career. You know, you suffered your first career loss against Ricky Simone. How long did it take for you to get over that setback and move forward? Oh, man. Ain't, ain't no such thing as a loss or a setback. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no such thing. Like, in wrestling, we will always say, there's no losses, there's only lessons. So the lesson I learned is to be prepared, man. I got a, I had ample opportunity to be training. I, I wasn't, like, training for a fight. I was just training. Wasn't really hitting, like, cardio or whatever, just, you know, training here and there. And I learned a lesson that you got to be ready at all times. Because there's always a guy out there that's ready to beat you, that's willing to beat you, that's working twice as hard as you. So you've got to be ready. Got to always work hard. No days off. Your next opportunity will be at UFC 230 versus Brian Killer. He has created some hype for himself, you know, by beating some decent names. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, just an, another uh, UFC uh, fight, you know. Ain't, ain't no real thoughts. It just, it's just another fight. The moment you make the fight more than what it is, you don't perform the same. You don't go out there with that same energy. So it's any other fight, you know. Do what I normally do, man. Train hard, do my best. For this training camp, have you added anything new to your schedule? No. Nothing. Just regular training. Don't do nothing out of ordinary. At this point in your career, 
your skill set is not going to change. You can only make what you got better. So I'm just always working on what I've been working on and creating from there. Who are your main coaches and training partners for this fight? Um, Zach, Leah. Uh, so it was another uh, UFC vet that joined our gym, Chico Camus. Um, we got a grappler named Charlie. Uh, I was training a little bit at 360 Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, solo, Jake. I've heard you say that you go into fights and you just make the proper adjustments as you go. What exactly goes into you being able to set yourself up to make the reads during the fights? Uh, keep you, you gotta you gotta have your eyes open to read first of all. So you gotta look for uh, key things. So you look you're looking at habits, tendencies, um, reactions, and then from there you draw your conclusion on how you're gonna attack, how you're gonna counterattack, how you're gonna set the traps, how you're gonna exit from attacks. You know, how you're gonna make your adjustments. So you gotta go in there, you know, with your eyes open, head on the swivel looking for key things, you know, to make your adjustments, not just going out there, just, you know, fighting and looking to make the the best of your luck. Like, you got to be looking for these things. You got to train yourself to look for these things. And the biggest thing is just to stay calm. Stay calm. The, 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 the moment emotion is involved, the, the moment you get flustered, you, you, just, you just gave up something. You just gave it up. You just gave up your mental state, your your positive mental state. Now you're in a panic mode. When you panic, you get nervous, and you don't do stuff that you normally would do, and you make mistakes. You don't think with a logical uh, state of being. To prepare yourself, do you spend a lot of time in the film room? No. That stuff is not important to me, man. I leave that stuff to coaches, man. My job is to go out there and fight. In what area of mixed martial arts do you feel Brian cannot compete with you at? I really don't know, man. Like I, I really haven't watched the guy. I'm just gonna go out there and see what he got to offer. That's about it. And then from there, I'm gonna make my adjustments and pick my shots and make the best of uh, my ability. You're known for your vicious striking. You got wrestling in your back pocket. But how about your submission game? How do you rate your ground game? I haven't been, I haven't been submitted yet. <laughs> I was in a, I was in a, one of the worst positions you could be in. I was gas, cardio was out, dude on my back, double hooks in, he couldn't finish me. I got right back up. I never gave up. I never gave up position. So I'm, I'm just saying, like if you, if 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 you gonna if you gonna beat me, you gonna beat me. Ain't nothing gonna, ain't nothing easy gonna come to you about me. Nothing. I fight you to the death. Moving forward, what kind of goals have you set for yourself? You know, for 2019 and beyond. To be the greatest, that that's essentially what you're doing this for. Mm-hmm. To be the greatest, we if you're here to be number two or number three, you already lost. You already lost. You already gave something up. In this sport, you don't give up anything. In life, you don't give up anything. If you're not gonna give it your all, don't do it. Ain't no half stepping. So that's that's my goal: is to be the greatest. You're fighting at MSG. Do you feel that this is a, a great opportunity for you, or is it just another venue? You don't really look into too much where you're fighting. Uh, I, I really don't care. Like, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Like, it's just another fight, man. 
you can't make it something more than more than that, you know. Like this is again, this is what I work my basically like majority of my uh, mature adulthood is to get to this point. So I can't make it nothing special than what it already is to me, you know. I'm here. So now that I'm here, I gotta do what I need to do. All right. UFC two thirty, November third. Montel Jackson will face Brian Keller in a bantamweight contest at MSG. Thank you for your time, Montel. Thank you, man. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me on Kumite Radio. Um, I want to thank Iridium, my management group. I want to thank Paravita. I want to thank my coaches, my training partners, Virus, ProStar Sports, <laughs> um, Quest Nutrition, and. I think, I think, I, I think that's that's just about it. The UFC, man. Thank them for giving me this awesome platform. Yeah, man. Um, it's good to see that you got a lot of supporters in your corner, man. Thank you, man.